Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Butterfly Evolution Show. Tammy and I want to thank you guys for joining. We are so glad that you are choosing Butterfly Evolution this lovely Tuesday, May the 12th. Um, We'd like to extend uh, belated mothers, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Um, We trust that you guys had a great weekend. Um, We trust that you were safe. Uh, We know that states around the uh, U.S. are starting to reopen and people are, you know, getting out and getting some fresh air, doing things that they haven't done in two months or more. Uh, so we, we hope that you guys are safe and healthy. Uh, Tammy, are you there? I am, you guys. I'm so sorry. I was on mute because I was just just trying to clear up some stuff. Y'all might have heard me say that I'm going to put this music on so I can go get my daiquiri. So. Uh, we did <laughs> not hear fun. that, but... <laughs> We we did not hear that, but we don't judge on the Butterfly Evolution show. You can go and get your well, daiquiri. Well, no, it was okay if you did. I never made it in there to get it, so I'm going to <laughs> somewhere in between the show. I'm going to go get it. It is much needed. It's probably been months since I had a, a strawberry daiquiri. And might I add, I have banana and pineapples and lemons in it. So you guys, hush your mouth. My mouth is watering. Hush my mouth. Oh yeah, and, and, and a little sky too. <laughs> you said what? And you and said a what? Sky. I said and I have a little sky in it as well. Hey, hey, listen. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. You should have. You so, should have told me. You should have told sorry, me it was I'm Fat sorry. Tuesday in May. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. There, there you go. We're gonna call it Fat Tuesday <laughs> on the Butterfly Evolution Radio Show. <laughs> on the Butterfly Evolution. So. Oh my um, goodness. But yeah. Sorry about that, Rodney. I had it on mute and I was just talking away, and then I heard you come in. I was like, Oh shoot! I never took it off of me. You You know what? So, you know what's funny? I told I told to Mary. I said either. Tammy is waiting for more people to join, or Tammy is doing something. I said because Tammy never lets the song go all the way to the end unless one of those two things are happening. And then once the song yep. ended and, and I couldn't hear you, I was like, let me just jump right in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, teamwork makes the dream work. That's what I was going to say. That's what I love about it. It's so funny because. There'll be things that that I have on my mind to say, and it's just like you say it first during the show. And I know you've said many times, like Tammy, I'm so glad you went there. But that <laughs> is um, that that's just that's an awesome thing to me uh, that we have have that connection, and and that's a good thing because as we talk, as we get ready to talk about relationships, I know most people when they hear that they only think about the love, the sex, you know, the person that you're getting down with or whatever that you are wanting to do life with or something. And, yeah, we're talking about that, too. It's open tonight. But I really the, – the the best way to have those relationships is to master the relationships um, or I'll say the understanding of those people in your life. Uh, and I can say that coming behind being so um, – being being the person that was waiting on someone else to change, 
before I yeah. decide that I'm going to have a um, a peaceful relationship with that person. So I can I was having a conversation. What really made me think about doing it on on relationships is being on the show with Samaria. Something I think it was oh it was when we got to talking about how sometimes women more so than men um, really put their children before their spouse in the sense of love. Mm. Like there's an unbalanced love. And I'm not saying we don't love our children, but it's totally different. And, And I can say this now. Only because you guys, I've grown up a little bit more. Like I've, I've really spent some time seeking Tammy, seeking Tammy's soul, seeking the death of Tammy. And I, I will say that many people stop on that journey because you don't see all the things that you thought you were. You don't see the lies. Well, you see the lies, and you have an opportunity to, to either validate them and be honest with yourself. Still keeping the good now because we all got we, we we got some good and we got some bad. But until we focus on those things and really come to a place of peace with who we are, how we are, what we are, our past, our now, and then get sight of what we want our future to look like. When it, even from mm-hmm. relationship to the type of jobs we do, the people we hang around, what we take, what we don't take how we are going to handle or respond to those situations and conflicts that come up. You like, you like, you need a plan or at least some idea of who you are so that your reaction speaks of who you are working to be. And so that when we were talking that when we got, somehow we got on that on Samaria's show Sunday, which I truly, truly enjoyed. I don't know if she, she's listening or not, but, I truly, truly enjoyed getting on that show, um, honoring mothers, talking about mothers and 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 life life lessons. So if you guys missed that, I know that I need to get with Tamari because for some reason I don't see the – I know I think she said she sent it to me, but for some reason it's not showing up, so I need to get with her on that. And um, I'll share it on my page. But you guys missed a really, really good show. And per Tamari, we're going to do a, a second round. So, And speaking of that, Rodney, I, I almost – called you today and said, hey, let's go live tonight. But what I think we're going to do, so for our listeners out there, maybe next week, maybe Rodney and I will start practicing on that and, and because we want to get it down, you know, to make sure that we have it right for you guys. Uh, and we may even find out, I'm sure Tamari can help us with this, but and Rodney may know, but I'm going to tell y'all, I don't, how to go live, Instagram and live, Facebook, um, and I know for some of our listeners, uh, hint, hint, because she's listening, they're not connected <laughs> to technology, but may, maybe they will get, you know, get at least Instagram so that they can participate and go live with us. doesn't mean the people are going to see you guys, but you'll be able to talk with us right there, type in and all of that. So it was really fun to just be able to sit there. So sometimes maybe Rodney, you and I can do that, and we'll just be able to speed off of each other a bit more. So that's kind of my spiel um, as we start. It's been a rainy day here uh, for us. I don't know what it's been like for you. I worked today, and I had a really successful day. I hit what they call a home run today. So I signed up quite a few people 
Um, so that's a little cheap ching ching. Oh, it's awesome. a ching ching for and uh it really, really is. Like we I know um I can just kind of see some people how how they look at me is how I used to look at people that are doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> like what like what are you doing? <laughs> but you guys it's a it's it's just a great company and um since leaving my job, corporate world, uh, one of the best paying that I've come across since such times. So I feel feel blessed. So that being said, if y'all need some windows or doors, want us to come out and give you guys a free quote. It's a it's an exact price. So if you want us to come out, doesn't obligate you. We're just gonna see what you have, see what you want, and tell you how much it costs to get what you want, and you have a year to decide for that price to be honored. So new windows help your um, energy bill. Um, I have a lot of people telling me how they their light bill, the utility bill has gone down since getting new windows. I have had people tell me about, and some of them haven't didn't get out of them. They'll just tell me that they did get them. And some of them noise that live, like, on close to streets, it eliminated the noise some uh, so they can sleep better and longer. So I am putting myself out there. If you're listening and you're in Memphis, Mississippi, surrounding areas, um, hit me up, and we'll get somebody out there to look at it and give you a quote. That is an exact price, not an estimate, and it's good for one full year, and I can even get you a little discount. So hit me up and let us come out. So, Rodney, how is it in your neck of the woods? Tim is one there, there are no complaints. Uh, you know, the, the the weather's been a little crazy, but it's supposed to get up to 80 degrees on Friday. So, uh, and I think maybe this weekend too. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I want to give a shout out uh, my, uh, to to my uh, colleague uh, uh, Christine Wooten, who has been listening to us for uh, I don't know, is it uh, five or six weeks now? I mean, she's she has been faithfully uh, tuning in with us. Uh, she was in Iowa. She's back in Virginia now uh, where, you know, she's probably not going to see any snow <laughs> until next year. But um, but I do want to give a shout-out to her because, you know, it, it, it means a lot when uh, people that you know, people that you work closely with, um, you know, support you outside of uh, the normal 9 to 5. So I do want to give a shout-out to her um, for listening and tuning in with us. Um, Tamari and I, Tammy, were having a great discussion right before the uh, before the show started, and we were kind of talking about relationships um, as well. She said, and Tamari told me to tell you thank you for being on the show with her on Sunday. Thanks, Tammy. I learned a lot she as well. I'm excited for part two. You are so welcome, and I'm excited as well, and thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, so we were having we were having a discussion, uh, and and I guess the 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 the, the main part of the discussion, you know, uh, was relationships, and it wasn't necessarily like our relationship, like our relationship is fine. Um, it wasn't necessarily our relationship, but we were just talking about relationships in general with other people, especially people that you're you're closest to, you know, that could be friends, could be siblings, you know, whoever, but 
we were talking about how um, it is so easy to, um, you know, when, when we talk about support. So how this came up, we, we were talking, um, you know, about last week and how, you know, a lot of people that we know, uh, we see them, you know, if there's a, 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 a Instagram live, you know, thing with, you know, this past weekend it was Jill Scott and Erica Badu. It was, you know, this DJ, his name is D-Nice. It was him, you know, about a month ago. It was Ted Rally and Babyface a couple weeks ago. Like, you see people that you know um, promoting these people, like, oh, snap, like, Babyface is going to be on, or what time is Jill Scott coming on? And then the entire time they're on, you know, they're constantly typing things on Facebook or, you know, on Twitter, or, you know, Instagram, like they're constantly supporting people. But when it's time to support you or, you know, somebody that they know or that they're very close to, all of a sudden, you know, and we've talked about this before, their fingers can't, you know, hit the send button. Their fingers can't hit the share button. Like they won't give you the same. And so we were talking about how, you know, you have that and then uh, how your friends or your, your family will discourage you from, you know, pursuing your dreams. Like if you say, hey, you know, I want to start a radio show or, hey, I'm on the radio or, hey, I want to write a book or, hey, I want to teach Zumba or, you know, so many things that we want to do. And when we talk to our friends, hey, I want to, I want to design a T-shirt they give us such negativity or they give us negative advice or they 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 try to downplay our our dreams and then they turn around and they do it themselves or um they support people other people who do it and it's like wait a minute like i wanted to do this 5 years ago and like you talked me out of it or you know when it comes to their dreams they have all of the reasons why it's okay for them to pursue their dreams but they will kill yours. And right before the show started, I was telling Tamaria, or you know, I, you know, um, or at least where I was getting to was a lot of times for me, I know that like it comes off to other people as you know, I may be nonchalant or I may not care or things of that nature. But for me, it really is if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Now. I'm open-minded, so if you say something that, you know, makes me think, and I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't the right time, or maybe I shouldn't do this, or maybe I should do it differently, okay, cool. But a lot of times I don't like to share with people what I'm doing until it has been done because people will kill your dreams. And those are the types of relationships that we – sometimes have with people that they'll cure your dreams, but then they'll take what you started or what you wanted to do. And then they'll have it for themselves. And me, I try not to associate with those people. And so, you know, if, if you, if you cannot support me ever, like, why are we, why are we friends? 
why why do why do I have your phone number in my phone? Like I get constructive criticism, but you can't tell me that every idea I have is not a good one. At some point, I got to tell you something that is like okay, like that that's a good idea or hey, we can work with that. But oftentimes like we get in these rotten places because we are surrounded by negative people or fearful people or worried people. And the moment we start talking about things that we want to do, all of a sudden, like two days later, we don't want to do it anymore because the people that we're involved with or the people that we're surrounded by, they don't believe in us. And because, well, this is my friend and they don't believe in me. So you know what? Maybe this is not a good idea. And so we have to start forming relationship with relationships with people who are going to be honest because you need people to be honest with you. You need somebody to grab your your leg and say, "Yo, man, you don't need to start a rap career at forty. Like you, you need somebody in your corner like that. But you also need people who are going to be supportive because in order for you to have a healthy life, you cannot have people constantly taking away everything that you gain even if it is something internal, like confidence. Back over to you, Tim. Okay, so, Ryan, I got a couple things. I want to piggyback first on, on something you just said, and I want to make sure I heard you heard you say this, and maybe you're just using it as um, an example. So do, did you say that you need somebody to tell you, hey, bro, you don't need to start a rapping career at age 40? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm a, I'm going to – I'm going to – agree to disagree on that and here's why I'm take because I'm to the point where because somebody may just may have been locked up and just find may have wanted to do that all their all of their lives but never had the means, the guts, the support. So I would say do it. Try it. You've been waiting to do that all your life. Go for it, man. Let's how can I help? Because I think Sometimes they we get so wrapped up in life until we don't do what we wanted to do. But I would I would say that only if I've seen this person, and maybe not only, but if I've seen this person talk about rapping or see their eyes light up when when somebody's on the stage doing that or something just happens, I would say, brother, go for it. How can I help you? I'll be the first one to buy your album. If I think that, if they're just not doing it for the hype, for the fame, because I've come across some people that just wanted to do something like that because they wanted their name on the board. They were after success not to fulfill a dream or a purpose. So, and and you may have meant that a different way, but I would just say, hey, go for it. Because you you think about the 60-, 70-year-olds who go back to college. Somebody probably told them, you're going to do, and if they didn't tell them, they probably told somebody else behind their back, like we do, I can't believe they're going to try to go to college. But that may be a fulfillment of a burning desire inside of them that just might wake their life up. 
And I just think if you have one day on this side of earth where you are full of purpose in life, that that makes up for years that you did not. Because to me, that's truly, truly living. So, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good point, Tim. That, that's a good. That's a good point, Tim. I, I I like the way you put that. Okay, and then you said about people killing people will kill your dreams. The first thing came out is why they do that. I I just don't feel like there's enough people like our forty year old guy. I think it will be easy for somebody like him to kill somebody's dream because theirs is still burning in them. And that's just kind of the nature of of people today who have not tapped into themselves enough. So that's why I say, well, we talk about relationships, you might think, and ladies, that we're talking about the one that you, you know, that you're in that love relationship with, but the first one you got to have is with yourself because I think the lack of um, forming a relationship with yourself affects even your, and we said this, Rodney, it, it, it affects your relationship with God. Because you, 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 if you don't feel worthy or if you don't feel like you are, you've accepted yourself, all of you. I, I met a young lady today, and I, I asked her to listen in on the show, so I, I, don't, I don't know if she will, but she this little, I, and I, I, she, just, she just lit up the, the place. And so, petite, well put together hair. I mean, got her little nat- rocking her natural hair, um, not too made up, just just lightly. Just she just lit up the lit talking about the 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 windows and doors, and we got on the subject somehow. Oh, she asked me about um, did the scale work? They have this really big scale weight weight scale. And I said, I don't know, but I've been wanting to get on it for a long time. I, the little boy just put some, you know, stuff on it. And so we had a little conversation about that. And so she wanted to know how much she weighs because she's trying to gain weight. And I was like, why are you trying to gain weight? You look so well put together. You you, you just look so cute. She's, you know, she's young. Um, and she has this she has this thing about her weight. She thinks that she's too small. And, she, to, and to me, she looked like the absolute perfect size. And so I was like, you got to let that go. And she was like, well, you know, my, my boyfriend, he's okay with it. It's just me. It's just, you know, people tell me how little I am. And I said, and I bet those ones that tell you that are probably way bigger than you, right? Way bigger than you. So, and, and that's, we talked about this, how people are so <laughs> insensitive because they think it's okay to say that you're skinny. But if I say, well, I think you're a little overweight then I hurt their feelings. That's something wrong with saying that, but it's because of our perception of fat or big or whatever. But there's somebody that's little who wants to be bigger. There's somebody who's bigger who wants to be smaller. There's somebody with this kind of straight hair that wants curly. The curly-haired girl wants straight. It's just like we're always looking to change, looking for something that's wrong with us and that we need to change rather than first saying, okay, this is me. But if I don't love me this way, I'm really not going to love me the other way. We're always searching for something to replace something that really does not have anything to do with it. It's all about how you feel about yourself and inside. There can be somebody that comes along and loves you 
we talked about this too, Rodney, how um, some people don't are afraid of success. They fear success. They fear all kinds of things. So if you've not had or seen um, real relationships, not perfect because there's no perfect relationships, where people are working together, interacting, arguing, but getting through it, um, learning about each other, if you've not seen that, if that's foreign to you, just like going to a different city, different state, different country, you get there and there's a lot of things that you are accustomed to and used to not there, there's going to be a void in your life. I've had that several times with moving. Like it could be my favorite sauce. Well, this store doesn't carry it. This town doesn't carry it. There's a, that, and something as small as that put a void in my life, made me feel some kind of way. But certainly with relationships, it is going to be certainly over the top even even the more. So the first relationship that, that for our listeners tonight that I want you to think about, that Rodney wants you to think about, is the relationship with yourself. Because there could be that perfect guy, that perfect woman that is there, but you cannot see through the your imperfect the imperfections that you have put upon yourself, and so you think he sees those, or how you are attached to like we talk about the garbage can thing. I don't I don't know. Did I tell you, Ron? Did I tell you about the? And I'll turn it back over to you. Did I tell you about my the, my laundry basket? Did I, did I share mm. that story with you? I shared it with someone. You may no. have to. You, I don't remember it, so you may. You, yeah, you may okay. have to share it. Um, this this just because I can't think of so, a, a time with a larger basket. Okay. Okay. So this just happened, you guys. You know, we talk about the the garbage can moving your trash can. So I had taken my laundry basket uh, out of the closet because I was going to be washing uh, this particular day. And so I just thought, let me just take it because it's the two, you know, it has the color and the white. You separate them already. And so I just thought, let me just take the, the whole thing in there. It's pretty big. And so I took it in there, did my washing, and it stayed in there a few days. So I just, I didn't, didn't bring it back into the closet. So finally, I did. So what I was doing, I would, would either take my clothes, in, in the in the washroom, in the laundry room, in there and put it in there, or I would just kind of put them on the floor in the closet, in the bathroom, and then take them later. So somewhere in the midst of all of that, did move the laundry basket back into the closet. So this particular night, I showered, I got out, I got my dirty clothes, and I moved the laundry basket to the side and put my clothes on the floor. And then I went back late, a little bit later, and I looked, and I thought, why am I clothes on the floor? Because there's the laundry basket right here. But just like that, I had my, my mind had gotten accustomed and used to, I had moved it into the laundry. I thought it was still in there. Although I moved it, I thought it was still in there. But the crazy part is I moved the, bas- the basket over and put my clothes on the floor. Isn't that something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy. This is just the way the mind works, you guys. We get accustomed to what we do. We are what we do. We become the things that we think we do. So we have to be mindful of the people around us, what we see, 
how we take in what we see, what we say about what we see, and how people treat us. You just have to. You have to have that relationship with yourself. Over to you, Rodney. Tammy, I, I want to I want to I want to dig into that a little bit more as far as our relationship with ourselves. Why do you think people have a difficult time addressing their own issues or addressing their own flaws or looking at themselves internally? Um, why? Because I think you said something about this. Um, at the very beginning, why do you think we are so fearful about learning more about ourselves? Why is it so easy for us to focus on other people? And like, if if you um, if you ask me about anybody else, if you ask me about Tamari, if you ask me about you, if you ask me about people I work with, people that you know are in my family. Like, I can tell you everything right and wrong about those people. But if Mm -hmm. you ask me about myself, I'm going to say, well, I'm not perfect. That's going to be my response. But if you ask me about other people, I'm going to say, well, they're loud. They're selfish. Uh, They talk too much. They don't talk enough. They don't talk at all. Um, You know, they smell. Like, I can give you every specific detail about why I like somebody or why I don't like somebody. But if you ask me about myself, I will say, hey, I'm not perfect. Why is that? Um, I think um, I think that we did, somewhere along the way, we did a terrible job with helping or teaching people, me included, I think to a degree, um, to look for and to be satisfied with being esteemed. And I, I I heard this, I don't know where, who, I can't give the credit right now, but um, this guy said when you, when you esteem um, a group of people, you make them powerless, powerless in their minds and in their, their lives. And I remember reading the book of The Road Less Traveled, Scott Peck, and he talked about um, people who their, their, their self-esteem is the single most important thing in their lives, and they will do anything to preserve and maintain their self-esteem at all times, any given times, and at all, and at all costs. Like they will take it to the grave. And and cry themselves to sleep at night because the the avoiding the avoiding self, um, I really believe kills the soul. It kills relationships first with yourself, and then but at the same time, um, going towards it, going after that truth, and doing something with it. I think we were talking last week about um, what was the word. Um, Complex, I think it was how how and you being aware, like you be aware of it, but then now do you respond to it? It is a, it is truly a process. It, it is it. Uh, there are no words that can explain it. You just have to be there and go through it and know that you you will know that you're going through it. So I think that people just the the, the ego and the the need to be um, 
self-esteem, the need to be accepted, and the need for someone else to validate what you what you have um, allowed them to think who 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 they think you are who they think they see or what they think they see in you. I think sometimes it has gotten so far and we've put it up front for so long that we don't know how to say, okay, wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm not feeling like what my life looks like to look like to others. It's like when I was on with Tamaria and she asked the question, do you think anybody knew what state of mind you were in when I talked about how my, 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 intentions were to take my life and Brandon stuck that note up under there and he was the only person at that time that truly was enough for me right right at that moment and and there's no doubt in my mind that God didn't know that at that particular time I wouldn't be enough for myself he got he himself would not be enough for me and so um but this child who I felt has does not deserve this so when she asked me does anybody did anybody know I was like, absolutely not. They 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 couldn't, and, and I can't blame them for that now. I did then, but at that point, my um my thing was to make everything everybody think I'm I'm good. But at the same time, I wanted someone to recognize it because I know that I'm I'm always always and 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 this is not something that I'm bragging about. I'm just I'm just stating the fact that I'm always trying to make sure others are okay. When I see the the pain in their face when I it's just I don't know, maybe it's just maybe it's just something that God has has, has given me, but that, that is also it's a hard road to travel, but I have to see it as a gift, but at the same time I can't give people what I don't first have for myself. And so I think we do it because yep. we avoid self, the ego, the self-esteem. We don't want to do the work. It it really hurts, especially when you're doing it alone, if you don't have anybody there to go through um, those times with you. I think everybody needs a partner. Everybody needs an accountability partner where they can just sit down and, and have a conversation. I um I can think of one person, and, and it's Miss Arlene. She's actually on, but I can remember <laughs> – and I've not shared this with her, but I remember having a conversation with her um, one day, and I just needed her. I just needed somebody to listen. And I know there were things that that she wanted to say and probably needed to say to me that she didn't, but I heard them. And so, like everybody, I heard. I clearly just, heard, I just, I saw it through her eyes. I just, I just saw it. So for me, even when she, even when I'm, when I'm talking to her. She, I don't know if she knows she's my dead, my designated person to get me out of of, of myself sometimes of my point. So we all yeah. need that that person. Um, but I just think to answer your question that we we try to avoid what we really know, what we already know, and we try to avoid that pain. So it becomes easier to play the role and to go through life because by the time um, we really start to see and acknowledge it and want the change, we've either become a mother or somebody's wife or, and I think we see it before then, but it's like at a point you get to it where you can't run. 
because now yeah. you're responsible for somebody or you're sharing your life with somebody. And if you're really honest or you're at a place where you're really seeing, then you see that, oh, wow, I have some stuff. My bag is full. And now I got to share this bag with someone, whether it's your child or a best friend or whatever. So I just, I think that it's a lot of answers, but it ties, ties into um, the need to be validated and esteemed and, and ego and fear and fear. Mm-hmm. Tell me, I, I, I think, I, I think that you are, I think that you're, you are spot on, um, I don't know if you remember this, but there was one show when I talked about how, um, you know, there are people who love to look in the mirror, especially, and and all of us maybe at some point, like when we think that we look good for whatever reason, we know that, you know, oh, I have on a suit today, I have on a shirt tied today, you know, which is outside the norm or, you know, I'm going, you know, somewhere important. I'm going to a wedding, you know. Um, I have on makeup today. I did my hair. Like, we, for whatever reason, at some point we love to look in the mirror. We're like, dang, man, I look good today, right? Whether we say it out loud or that's our thought. But how excited would we be to look in the mirror if we would – if we could not see the outside, if all we could see was what was on the inside, how excited would we be to look in the mirror? And I think that at some point we have to recognize that we are some messed up people. At, at some point in our lives, we are messed up people. We are sinful people. Um, even when people don't know our thoughts, we know our thoughts. Um, even when people don't know what we did yesterday, we know what we did yesterday. But there are so many things um, that are wrapped up in us, um, and maybe some more than others, that we don't want to deal with that part we want to be perfect people. We want to be flawless. We want to be uh, somebody that, you know, other people can be proud of, that mom can be proud of, that dad can be proud of, that that we can be proud of, right? Like we want to be like a certain person. We want to be an ideal person. And even if we're not somebody who, you know, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, even if we're not somebody, like, doing, like, extreme things, we know those thoughts that we have that are like, ooh, that, that isn't the best thing. Or we know those things about us that, eh, you know, I, I, I would judge somebody if they were like this. And so we know that we are not all together. And because of that, very few of us go down that road. And I think a lot of it starts when we're younger, as we start to, um, as our thoughts and and our lives start to form and really shape, like, who we are. 
I think that, like, as we, you know, get older, depending on what society tells us, depending on what we learn along the way, I think we become ashamed of certain things. I think we become like, ooh, I would hate for people to know this about me. Because as much as we say that, you know, we don't like, you know, I don't care what what other people think. I don't care what other people say. I think we do more than we admit. I think we do care about what people say more than we will, like, acknowledge. Because, you know, when we talk about um, our weight, let's use our weight for for an example. When we talk about I would love to be bigger, I would love to be smaller, where does that come from? Being honest about myself, like, I was always a, a real skinny guy, always a small guy. And growing up, like, all I saw was women, like, ooh, that guy is big, ooh, that guy is buff. Like, you know, the, the bigger guys got, got the attention, especially if they were muscular. And so it was like, man, like, you know, I can't be like this this real skinny dude, like, you know, because that's not what women like. And then when I gained weight, it was like, ooh, I don't want to be this big, <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. I wanted to be, I wanted to be bigger because that's what I saw women going after. That's what I saw women being attracted to. When I heard women mm-hmm. talking about men and how they looked, they always talked about the bigger men. And so for me, it was like, well, I want women to talk about me. I want, I want to be attractive, like you know. I, and so that stuff starts to play on you. And back then, you probably would not have gotten me to admit to that. But you know, we're talking like years ago. And I think that we struggle with uh, being honest with ourselves. Like that that was a huge thing for me. And so if we ask ourselves, well, why do you have a problem with your weight? Are people really going to give you an honest answer? Can they give themselves an honest answer? Mm. Because there are people who, you know, two, three hundred pounds, men and women, who are just fine with their weight. There are men and women who are small, who are just fine with their weight. What is your issue with your weight? Do do you really want to lose weight? Do you really want to be healthy? Because you can be healthy at 250 pounds. You can be sick at 110 pounds. So what is the real reason behind your weight goal? Why are you into titles? Why do you want to be a manager? Why do you want to be a principal? Why do you want to be a director? Why do you want to be a superintendent? Why do you want to be a politician? Why do you want to be these things? Is it because that's what you really want? Is that what you really have a a, a passion for? 
Or do you look at it and say, well, people with doctor in front of their name get a whole lot of respect, so I want people to respect me. Like, what is your reason? Because happiness is best when it comes from the inside. When you are the same person, whether you wake up Mr. Jordan, Rodney Jordan, or Dr. Jordan, you're good. But when you wake up depressed and sad and feel like you haven't achieved things in life, or like you're a failure because your name doesn't have doctor in front of it, or you haven't gone to school and gotten a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree or master's degree, you feel like your life is a failure, there's something deeper there. Mm -hmm. And until we deal with those things, until we deal with the real reasons, which means that we have to be honest with ourselves, until we deal with those things, we're not going to be able to move forward. And if you're not honest with yourself, you can't be honest with other people. That's your spouse, your children, your family, your boss, your colleagues. You can't be honest with anybody because you're not even honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And Telling a lie is bad enough, but walking and living a lie is even worse. Back over to you, Tabby. Rodney, um, some it's, it's gosh, so so funny you bring all that up. But something so simple as um, just to just to let you know, or just for you to see an example of where where you could be in your life, and so simple. And if you've heard, if you listen a lot, you've heard me say this before. There used to be such a need for, I don't know what word to put to it, but something as simple as an email that you simply just kind of saw and forgot about, didn't respond. And let's say you're at work, um, because this was a big thing to me when when that aha moment clicked in. And rather than just say, when somebody calls you out, hey, I never got a response back from you on the email I sent you, last week. It's so easy and almost natural for for us to say, oh, really? What email? I didn't get that. Knowing you did. Even if you go back and realize, <laughs> oh, wow, I did see that. So what, yeah. what what is wrong? And these are, these are small little things that we need to start practicing just saying, oh, sorry. Because I, 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 I'm telling you, I do it all the time. Jim and I were talking about how I could send you a text and by the time you get it. I'm already tweet. I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> and so if you text me back, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like I did that so much, Brandon. Like, Mama, I text you right back. Boy, I was. I was tweet when I was texting you. Like really, I think that's what's happening. But so, but it would have been easy for the old Tammy to be like, because because and then this is something else that we have this this dire need to always be perfect for somebody or seeming like we got it all together. No, I missed a lot. There there are texts that I have typed up and never hit send. So when people's like, all I can tell you you just have to don't 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 charge it to my heart, charge it to my head because there's no 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 evil intent. So I am so honest now about my mess up. 
Oh, yeah, I got it. Sorry, I don't know what happened, but I did get it. I'll get if you need it now, I'll get it, whatever. But I cannot try to be pleasing to everybody. I just cannot. I cannot keep up. I cannot. And I think that's part of what's running us crazy is that we're trying to be these perfect people when the same Bible that you throw down people's throats tells you we are, we are yet but filthy rags. Um, and, 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 and we are, and, if, and nothing without him and through him, like, like nothing. You have to know that, it's, that what's, what's in you has nothing to do with you because we, we can't control anything really about ourselves. So you first have to get over yourself and, and over the thought that you belong to you and this world is your place. It's your home, that, that this is your this is your after. This is your hereafter. You have to come detached from it and almost, almost detached from yourself. So, and, and Rodney, this is funny thing. I thought I had to be to work the other Monday. I guess it was Monday at 930. And so I'm just lot of dialing around here. And something just said, you have, it was like 849. And I just, this little thought's like, you got to be to work at 9 o'clock. I'm so serious, you guys. Is this? And so I was like, "Hmm, where would that come from?" So I just went and got my schedule and looked at it. Had to be to work at nine o'clock. So. Oh wow. I'm rushing now, and I'm just like, you know what? Because what I what I thought I needed to do was put a little makeup on my face, y'all. I was like, you know what? What am I doing? I'm going just like this. I'm not. <laughs> Makeup or whatever, what <laughs> I don't care. I just was like, and and then the old Tammy would have felt kind of self conscious about that. Would have felt some kind of way, like whatever. I who cares? Like whatever. So I went on. Um, that, that's the kind of lessons life is throwing my way. Just so because I thought more about. I thought about it on the way home today. I was more thankful of the little voice that said, "You got to be working nine o'clock." Because I'm telling you, I was just walking around here chilling. Like, I'm going to go in here and put my little eyeshadow on, you know, because you ain't got to do all the other stuff because you got a mask on and all that. So I was just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and I went about my day, and I'm telling you, like, the old Tammy, I would have had to put something on, a little eyeliner, a little little mascara, something. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Like my granddaddy, mm-mm, I just went on. Like, you will lose that guy who really loves you. You will lose that girl who really loves you because you don't you don't see yourself as being um, um, that that person that someone wants to love you. You will you will sabotage a good relationship when you don't love yourself. Like you will become so egotistic and so needy and so desiring and expecting of things that this person has no idea that you need or want. And and, and let's not talk about communicating because rarely do we get to a point where we are able to say, hey, this is, this is what I need from you and this is why. Or if someone says something that hurts you that um, – 
I might share this. But if someone says something that hurt you because not because it was meant to be heard or it wasn't true, it just it hit a place that's already hurt. You know, it mm. hit a place. I remember um I rem- I'm gonna share this. I remember someone said to me, What is what is what is wrong with you? You just walking around and you're so happy and and you're just singing. What's what's going on with that? And boy, I'm telling y'all, it's like I, I they probably would have did better to just hit me in both my eyes. But it had nothing to do with them. It was and I knew where it came from. I absolutely knew. And so I waited a while, and I had to go. I mean, this was days because, again, I'm I'm a thinker. I'm conscious. You guys heard us talk about the assessments. I'm a thinker, thinker. I respond to you with my thoughts, with my head. I'm going to go into my head. I'm going to go into silence. I want to be left alone. You cannot take this personal. I'm just telling you this is how I am. So, And I'm trying to do better with that. I'm trying to put action between my thoughts. I can't just sit and think, 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 and think about what I, the solution that I come up with. But at that time, I was not where I am now um, and where I want to be, but I went into zombie mode for days. And I had to let it simmer, and I had to take care of that emotional emotion. And so, but what I did was I had a conversation. And I had to let that person go and be, not go, but be free, like let him off the hook for it because it had nothing to do with him, nothing. And so you just have to really be honest with yourself and and be willing to say that hurt me because that's how people will know when to take it personal or if to take it, or if, if to take it personal or be, to be offended by it because if someone knows that, you've been hurt in this place right here that this is a trigger for you because of this, then they will be more mindful. And if they mess up, then they will hopefully say, hey, I'm sorry, I know that's a tough spot for you. I know this. But we're so afraid to be vulnerable and to open up. We're so afraid to to be hurt that we think that life is full of raspberries. You know, with icing, we just we just think that nothing is supposed to happen to us, and that's so far from the truth. And I'll go back to again that same Bible that that people a lot throw in your face. I was having a conversation about this today with someone. It says to count it all joy, because through those trials and and tribulations, that we are being refined. Basically, I'm putting my word in there. We we are we are growing. Count it all joy. But yet we we try to avoid all those things, all those things. But there there is growth in that process. Every encounter with conflict that you have with life or someone, if you would just kind of allow it, and that, that doesn't mean you're not going to need your person, that person that we go to and talk to, you pick and choose. That does not mean you're going to have it. And sometimes it just might need to be you. Sometimes it just needs to be you being able to sit through whatever until the mud runs clean, until the water runs clean. Sometimes we just have to be willing to do that. I remember Ms. Arlene says, you know, we might not understand it. 
we might not understand a lot of things that that we go through that we feel because we're wearing scars from childhood. But do we trust God enough through the process and ourselves to sit and endure until the water runs clean? That, that, that takes a lot of growth and maturity. Even to tell someone that, hey, what you said hurt me, that's, just, that's taking responsibility for not just yourself but for your relationship with the people that you love and want in your life. So back over to you, Rodney. Hmm. That's a good point, Tammy. I, while you were talking, I thought about a conversation that I had with somebody the other day, and um, they called. And they wanted to talk about, you know, an issue that they had with somebody that we are uh, both close to. And they wanted to vent, but they were afraid to because they know that, you know, I know this person too and I'm close to this person. And so they were afraid to vent because they were fearful of what my reaction would be. Um, and I flat out told them, you have every right to feel how you feel. And you should never let anybody take that, that, that right away from, from you. But you should feel, you know, however you choose to feel and not let anyone control your feelings. You also should not let anyone make you afraid to express how you feel. This conversation that we're having, it's between the two of us, um, but it is okay for you to experience things. It's okay for you to say, I don't like, you know, um, this about this other person and not be worried about the backlash that may come with it. But I think Oftentimes, that is the case, that we have uh, conflicts with people, we have differences with people, and we're afraid to talk about it, or we're, 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 we're afraid to, um, you know, let it out until it becomes toxic, especially to us, and, you know, I had to let them know I think the best solution is always to go and talk to the the person that you have the issue with. Now, if you try to talk to them and it doesn't work, then you have to look for other solutions or other alternatives, but at least give them the courtesy of you know, trying to talk to them. And the person felt relieved by the end of the conversation. The person felt relieved because, you know, it was like, I guess they had given their power away because they don't like Mm -hmm. controversy. They They don't like people to be upset with them. They don't like for people to be mad with them. But that's life. That's reality. 
And if you're my friend, I should be able to tell you I do not agree with you. If you're my friend, I should be able to tell you that. If you're my friend, I should be able to tell you I don't like what you said. I don't like what you did. And if you're my friend, if we don't agree on something, we should be able to both respectfully state our claim, and if we can't come to a conclusion, be able to walk away from it and still be friends. We should be able to do that. But I don't know if I'm a good friend to you, because a lot of times, like I, like I was saying before, we focus on the other person. I don't know if I'm a good friend to you if I'm afraid to talk to you about how I feel. If I'm afraid to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm a good friend to you. Because what I'm holding back, you might need to hear. And it might be better for you to hear from me than to hear from your spouse. It might be better for you to hear from me than to hear from your boss or from your children. It might be better for you to hear from me first. So a lot of times we focus on the way that other people treat us or how they make us feel, but we don't realize that we're doing people a disservice when we're not honest with them. I think that you are selfish. I need to tell you that. If I think that you are not a good listener, I need to tell you that. If I think, <laughs> sorry, to make turn around talking about, don't talk about me. <laughs> but if, <laughs> Sorry, but if I if I, <laughs> but if but if I if I have any feelings, sorry y'all, sorry, y'all should have seen her when she did it too. She was so serious. But <laughs> but if I think there's anything wrong with you, I should tell you. And if I can't tell you. You don't need me around you. Okay. My best friend, um, we were laughing a few weeks ago, Tammy, because he was like, he called me and he, he had an idea. Um, and I was like, man, that's a great idea. And so we just kind of like, you know, talked about it for a little bit. And he was like, you know, the reason why he was so excited about it, he was like, because here's the thing. He was like, even when we disagree, like we both speak our piece, and to other people sometimes it may seem like it's getting heated or like we're about to throw hands, and we know it's not that, but to other people it may come off to that. He was like, but as soon as the conversation is over, it's, yo, man, what you drinking? And if we're out, we go buy a drink, you know, we're at somebody's house, you know, we're making a drink. The conversation's over. You feel how you feel, I feel how I feel, and we, we walk away from it. But we are so scared of people that we claim we love. Mm. 
or we're afraid of people that we say love us. It makes no sense. Because even in the Bible it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You can't have love and fear. You can't have both. If I think that you love me, you're going to tell me, Rodney, that makes no sense. Or Rodney, no, that's not a good idea. Rodney, I disagree with that. And if I love you, I'm going to do the same. But we struggle because if I tell Tammy the truth, I don't think Tammy's going to talk to me for two weeks. Well, if Tammy don't talk to me for two weeks, cool. But I can't say that I love Tammy and I'm afraid to tell Tammy the truth. Now, I may not tell you, you know, the same thing every day. I may not tell you, you know, hey, Tammy, like, that ain't, that, that, no, no. I may not do that every day, but I, but I need to be honest with you. I need to be honest with you because that's the only way that we are going to grow individually and as people, regardless of what their relationship is. I remember, and I'm going to turn it back over to you, Timmy. I remember I was 19 years old, and my stepmom started, you know, a conversation. And in the room was me, her, my dad, my brother. I can't remember if my stepbrother was there. And I I know why my stepmom did it, and it, I don't think it was the best intentions, but I know why she did it, but it was necessary. And she wanted me to tell my dad the feelings that I had which revolved around my dad's favoritism towards um, my brother and my sister. And, you know, at the time we were talking about my brother. So my mom, (laughs) it's a very interesting flow chart if you ever put it all together, but my mom and my dad only had three kids together. A lot of other kids in the mix, but (laughs) there were only three of us that they had together. And that was me, my brother, and my sister. And my brother, who my mom and dad had together, oh, my God, that's, that that has always been my dad's, like, top kid. That that has been his eighth. You know, and then my sister, you know, when she was born, like, of course, she's the youngest, and she's the only girl, right? And here I am stuck in the middle. And my dad made it clear as day that I was not his favorite. Growing up, right? Made it clear as day. And eventually I had to accept the fact that it bothered me. And so my stepmom, you know, kind of made a way for me to finally let it out. And I was afraid to because I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, this man told me I was gay when I was in sixth grade because I said I loved him. Like, I don't know how to have this conversation. And so. I let out how I felt about how my dad treated me versus how he treated my brother, my sister. And my dad's response was, I didn't even know I was doing that. 
And here's the thing. A lot of times people don't know. And then like my former pastor used to say, sometimes they don't even care. And I can't say that my dad doesn't care because after that, things began to change. And I think my brother and my sister helped out a lot. But (laughs) things began to change. But here I was, like, you know, harboring all these feelings. And other people didn't make it better because other people noticed, like, there was, like, favoritism. And other people would make comments. And I would just laugh and hope that my dad would acknowledge Knowledge it, but he never did until I said something. And since then, like my dad's, my relationship with my dad gradually changed. And so, if you want people, and they may they they may say, oh, okay, they may give you one word answers. They may say, oh, you know, you stupid, or they may say anything, but at least you got it out there. Back over you, Sam. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I'm trying to figure out where to start because you said so much. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, I, I wrote it down. I, I was writing down because I, I know my mind. I know my brain. So I, I wrote some stuff down. So we're good. Um, imagine with um, you talked about being friends, and if I can't tell you this and that, 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 that hit home because uh, – I've not been so good with 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 some people with that, um, but there there are other reasons. But I'm you just saying that this helped me to realize that there's no there's no justifiable reason. So um, it's just my own stuff. But imagine when you talk about just a friend that how many people are doing life together and they're not honest with feelings, emotions, or things that they see in the person, um, and, and, and sometimes it's not because they've not tried, but, but when you go to some people, and this is, a, this is maybe a question or something to ponder upon for our listeners, when or if your, your best friend or even your, 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 your woman and, or your guy comes to you and they, 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 they have something to say that they are seeing or that bothers them that puts a, a in your eyes it puts a dent on you because we take we take things personally because we're already hurt we're already uh full of emotions and our baggage our, our luggage is full so uh, what do you, what do you do how do you receive that are you automatically defensive angry do you stop talking for a while does it go from a conversation to an argument you know how do you handle that because there are a lot of couples married, dating, whatever, where they can't sit down and have that honest conversation. They they cannot say something that dings you, that speaks about you needing to grow in this area. That is a problem. That that is but it happens. So that's a question that we need to ask or ask ourselves. Um and it doesn't mean that that doesn't happen sometimes. But when it becomes the norm for you when someone can't make a suggestion or sing or say, well, hey, what about this or or whatever. If you're if you're easily angered or you go from zero to twenty right away, um, 
that is a reflection of you, not them. It's not a reflection of what they said. It's a reflection of how you, what that what they said did to you, and that is that says that there's something in you that needs to be tweaked or addressed. So um, that was one of the things. And then I have, uh, you mentioned giving their power away. Like if we, I think you said your your it was something to do with your stepmom or something that people think feel like they're giving their power away. Um, and I'll say, I think most times it's, it's, it's the power that they have fooled themselves that they have. It's, it's that look of wanting to, of, of that I have the power. I am in control. I'm good. You know, life is, life is good over here. Um, all is good. Uh, because I know I, 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 I've seen people, and this is just not to, to talk on anybody, but, but it happened. I know some people who are going through pure hell. And they post up on Facebook like Dave Michelle and 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 Barack Obama. <laughs> like two seconds away, but that works for them, I guess. But what that does to me, for me, what I think it does, it keeps you from dealing with the real issue. Like it keeps you from really dealing with the real issues or issues that. Take that peace out of your home. Like we, we are okay. I'm just not okay with not having my peace anymore. I'm just not. And whether that means I got to do something or whomever the person or the people are, but somebody got to do something. Because I'm, I, I'm more accustomed to, I used to be like, I have to be doing something. I have to look like I'm doing things so that the world thinks I'm doing something. I'm doing something, but only do some things that I want to do right now. Like if if it's a Tuesday night, you guys, and I'm really, I'm really, 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 really just not feeling this. You might not get me. Might just be Rodney, but I'm learning to take care of myself and make sure. And that means the good and the bad. Because I had, oh gosh, a couple of days ago, I just had this day. This this I don't even know. I don't know where it came from. I just, like, had to get myself back in check. Like, I'm like, God, what, what is going on? Like, I, and, but I'm I'm thankful that I'm talking myself out of it. I'm talking myself. It doesn't mean I'm not having it. It's coming. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself through it, out of it. And it lasted for a while, but I'm still talking to myself. I'm not going. I'm not going there. We're fighting all the way into this case. Cause I ain't going with you, Tammy. That part of Tammy, I'm leaving behind. So it is a process. I want to um, I want to read something, and then uh, I guess Rodney, we can try to get ready because it's already after nine o'clock. But I I found this article, um, and it's by Andrew Snyder, and the 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 title is. Challenged by your relationship, good. And why are it's very it's very short. Why are our relationships such a challenge? By their very nature, relationships always push us toward delidity, uh, toward the opposite. They take us into both the light of our souls and the darkness of our subconscious, the shadows. If we deny the light of either ourselves or the other person, 
we we relate to each other in conflict. So I'm gonna say that again. If we deny the light or either in either ourselves or the other person, we relate to each other in conflict. If we deny the shadows of either ourselves or the other, we relate in illusion. Only by accepting both do we truly face reality and experience harmony. Relationships also challenge us to accept the unknown of both ourselves and the other. And this is never easy. Meeting this challenge must be founded on trust. You need to trust that the other will get whatever they need from you. You also need to trust that you will get whatever you need from them. The key word is need, desire. Okay, so the, the key word is that you will get what you need from them and, and vice versa. They will get what they need from you. But the word is not desire. There's a difference. We are not in relationships to have our desires fulfilled. It is up to us to fulfill our own desires and stop demanding that they be fulfilled by others. For example, if you have the desire to be loved, you must not demand it from someone else. You fulfill your need for love by expressing it, and no one can prevent you from doing that. We usually create difficulties in our relationships, when we let our desires get in the way of the needs, when we don't get our desires met, and that includes things like getting our way, getting what we want, getting love and attention, being made to feel important, being shown respect and honor, and so on, we usually get angry or revengeful. When, we, when that happens, we need to stop and ask ourselves what we really need and then give it to ourselves rather than demanding it from others. It is not always, it is, it's not always easy to know what we need. While we are conscious of our desires, our needs are usually related to what we are unconscious of. That's why intimacy is an important aspect of our relationships. Intimacy exposes the unconscious and teaches us trust. Intimacy helps us to recognize needs and awaken the love to respond to those needs. It especially empowers us to meet our own needs. Intimacy says you are acceptable and lovable just as you are. It helps to remember that soul is the underlining guide of all relationships. We always get what we need in our relationships, always respond to need. If we don't recognize this, the problem lies only in our lack of awareness and understanding. All of our relationships have the potential of showing us who we are as souls and asking us to relate as souls to the other. That's why our relationship challenges are such powerful forces for personal growth. This is so powerful to me, and I use it in the life language assessments because the question that we have people always keep in front is what do you need from me and how do you need it? And 
for yourself. What do I need from me and how do I need it? If you can if you can find out what someone's need is. And it doesn't mean that you always agree, but it means that this person, this relationship is important enough to you to know and to be willing to provide the best of your ability what their need is. So that's that that that's that's like what it's about. It's and it's so it's so true, you guys. Um I Jimmy bought a desk. And <laughs> it's the craziest thing in the world. But my need according to the assessment is to know. And so I'm I'm a cheapskate. Like I like nice things, but I don't think I have to pay the full price for nice things. I think I could. My plan was to go to a. Um, they have this like secondhand office supply store where you know business have shut down and they got all kinds of nice. But I'd already kind of peeped through there. Really good, good stuff. And so I was like, hey, I can get a really nice desk out of there for like fifty dollars. You know, whatever. So Jimmy goes with himself and he just goes and buys this fancy little overpriced this. And so my question to him was like, how much did it cost? And he was like ignoring me. Like, I guess he was saying, what matters? You didn't pay for it. Like, so when I said, y'all, that sent, me, that sent me into a frenzy. And I had to check myself. Like, it sent me like, I need to know how much this costs. Because I'm thinking, I could have got that for like $50. I mean, it's really nice. But still in my head. I could have got that yeah. for $50, already put together. We didn't have to see him put all these thousands of pieces together. <laughs> you know, so, but my <laughs> need is to know. And so we were talking about that, and then it, like, the light bulb went off on him because he was telling Brandon, was like, your mama was flipping out about how much the desk cost. And Brandon was like, well, you know what I need is to know. And he was like, it is. So I needed to know, like, how much that desk cost to somebody else. It wouldn't matter because it, it, it just doesn't matter to them. But there were some other key words in there, conscious, unconscious. Um, and this is going to be my last one, abundant. Y'all be patient with me because this one, for some reason, I cannot open all the way up tonight. It's not working with me. But this is abundance, conscious. So I'm going to read one for one, and I'm going to start with the abundance consciousness. The abundance consciousness, attitude of gratitude, scarcity consciousness, worrying mindset, abundance, receive graciously, scarcity, critical behavior, abundance, gives, gives willingly, scarcity, holding grudges, abundance, want others to succeed, scarcity, have a sense of entitlement. Abundance set goals. Scarcity blames uh, others for failures. Abundance takes inspired action. Scarcity consciousness fears change. Abundance consciousness develops life plans. Scarcity know-it-all behavior. Abundance excludes Exudes happiness and joy. The scarcity side, uh, secretly hope others fail. Uh, abundance consciousness embraces change. Scarcity consciousness, hoarding, hoarding behavior. Abundance consciousness, continuously learn and grow. Exudes in anger. 
abundance consciousness forgives past mistakes mistakes and others. So forgives past mistakes and others. Scarcity consciousness never sets goals. Abundance consciousness allows positive energy to flow. The scarcity side, feelings you don't have enough. Abundance consciousness thinks positive thoughts. The scarcity side, blame circumstances or things. And lastly, abundance consciousness expresses positive ideas. The scarcity side feels that things can't change. When I first read this, you guys, I was every one of those scarcity consciousness. And now when I read it, almost every one of the abundance consciousness. Like, I really feel like my soul has arrived. Mm. Don't now. Don't think that that means my life is perfect. Because, like I said, I woke up a couple days ago, and I, I don't think I knew who I was, where I was, and why I was there. But I was like, <laughs> I ain't going today. I'm not. I'm not pulling the trigger like we talked about on Tamara's show. It's like I just realized, although I may have the gun pointed, I don't have to pull the trigger. Because somebody decided that they was gonna put it in my hand, put the bullets in there, and I was gonna have a bad day. But I'm not going to pull the trigger. I'm just going to talk myself right on out of this. So that's just a few things. That's something else that I use in the life language uh, as I'm working with people because it all it all starts with you. Whatever kind of relationship you're in, whatever is going on in real life relationship, I'm telling you it has more to do with you than the other person. And if you get right, that relationship if the, if if that other person's willing, whatever kind of relationship it is, it will that relationship will get right. Person will just not be there anymore, and that's something that you don't have to force. It just happens. So, Rodney, the last thing I'll say is quieting the mind. Um, I said this a few weeks ago, but the voice of God comes to a quiet mind. And so sometimes we need to turn off the computer. Sometimes we need to put the turn the phone off. My birthday weekend, I turned my phones off and thought nothing about it. I just wanted that time, that quiet time. And so it may be other things for you because you know might your may not be your phone, maybe the TV. But the voice of God comes to the quiet mind and when the voice of God comes to that your mind and you receive and you start to just let life unfold and let God deal with you where you are with who you are and how you are your life will begin to change but remember you didn't just get here overnight so it's not going to happen overnight the process embrace it cry when you need to laugh when you need to take long walks when you need to embrace the wind, the ch- just, just, just be mindful of, I'll say, the intelligence all around you, the way the sun rises and sits, the way the moon hangs. Felt, y'all, there's such beauty and such perfection and such um, language that comes from that. Such language, such the voice of God. I mean, if you would just really one day just be mindful of nature, just be mindful of how we can plant 
we we got tomatoes planted, plant planted cucumber squash over here. I mean, and Brian and Isella planted like lots of other things, but there's some some something magical. Like I just learned that I have a plant that when sunset the bloom that it it go it closes and and when it when sunrise it opens up again. Like I never knew there were plants that that do that. And when I found out, this lady told me while I was at work, I was like, "What? Yes." So so my crazy self, the little girl next door, we were talking about how we're gonna get out one night with our cameras and sit and watch it close, and we're gonna record it. <laughs> so. Like, there is such perfection in that <laughs> that even the plants know that day is going away. Like, that is that is God speaking to us. And if, and if the plants can obey the intelligence of this world, then so can I. I can just let my life be and let God do what he wants to do with me and how he wants to do it. So... That's all I have to say. Remember to send in those. Uh, we did extend the, the graduation uh, pictures, so if you guys know a senior that would like to be on recognized on Bridging the Gap TV show, um, get those in. I would say the sooner the better because we can only do so many. Um, so if you know a senior, get those pictures in. Share the word. Share it with your church members, friends. And you can tell them to call me directly because right now I've forgotten the email address. Or you can you can send it to nine zero one butterflies at gmail dot com for now nine zero one butterflies at gmail dot com and I'll send it over to um, the crew that's working on that. So and we're still airing you guys. Um, Preach the word network. You can download the app. And watch it anytime. Just look up Bridging Bridging the Gap TV show. But it's Preach the Word Network. If you can't find it, call me and I'll give it to you because I still haven't sent those out. But Mondays at 1230 Eastern Time, I think. No, Central Time. Central Time. 1230 Central Time. So um, trying to think, Rodney, is there any other announcements that I have? Uh, I, if those of you listening, please go out and take the assessment from uh, bluffcityleadership.com. Again, bluffcityleadership.com. Uh, take the assessment and you connect with me and tell me you did. I'll do 30 minutes of unpacking for free. Um, we are getting ready to uh, roll out our introducers, meaning that if someone is interested in uh, doing what doing this but on a kind of on a lower scale, you won't be able to do the life coaching, unpacking the the assessments, but you do get paid for telling someone to take it or about it. We set you up with your own um, link that you send people to, and you get paid from doing that. So if anybody is interested in that, the only thing I require is that you do take the assessment and you do let me unpack it for you at no charge. You do have to pay for the assessment, but I show you show you so that you can get what you need from it and and want to tell people about it because it, it works. It it, has, it truly works. So that's bluffcityleadership.com. You can take it there or connect with me or Rodney on Facebook or something if if, uh, if you want to take it and you don't have that. But bluffcityleadership.com. All right, Rodney, over to you. 
Tammy, that was good stuff, and and, and I really um, enjoyed listening to you um, give your 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 final thoughts. And one of the things that um, struck me, especially early on when you were talking, um, is what we talked about in the beginning, and just being able to feed off of each other, and how it it is such a blessing when. I'm thinking something and and you say it or you do it or or you know you're saying something or you're thinking something and and I say it or do it and that was what came to mind um as you began to to talk because I started thinking about we focus a lot on how we are as a receiver but do we think about how we are as a giver? Like we know what we like. You know, we, we can tell people I love flowers. I love jewelry. I love exercising. I love singing. You know, I love my eggs a certain way. You know, we can tell people, what we like, what we love. But how are you as a giver? Because we we receive very well. But how are you as a giver? Are you a cheerful giver? Are you somebody who loves giving? And not giving what you want to give, but giving people what they want or what they need. We focus on the students, but how are you as a teacher? We focus on our husbands or our wives, but how are you as a spouse? We know what we want and expect from our children, but how are you as a parent? We we talk about our neighbors but are you a good neighbor? Instead of focusing on on what we are getting, how about we start focusing on what we are giving out? Mm-hmm. People, when we talk about, you know, criticism, we tell people, you can dish it out, but can you take it? Instead of focusing on other people, focus on yourself, which has been our theme this entire show and and, and most nights. But in order to do that, you have to start thinking about your role in every situation. You have to start thinking about what you contribute. When you're thinking about relationships, instead of saying, ooh, I would love to have a man like that, or I wish that was my woman, Mm -mm. how are you? Instead of thinking about the love that you want or the love that you wish to have, How are you as a lover? 
How are you as a friend? When we think about, you know, our children and the people that we want them to be with, no, don't don't look at this guy and say, ooh, that's a nice guy. I would love for him to be my son-in-law. How is your daughter? How is your daughter going to be as a wife? How is your son going to be as a husband? Those are the things that we have to start thinking about. We have to start changing the conversation. We have to start changing our thought process. Because it's easy to look at what's coming in. Think about your bank account. We focus on our income all the time. We know we get paid every two weeks. We know when that income tax is going to come rolling in. But if you ask people to tell you about their expenses, they will look at their bank account and say, I don't, ever, I don't even remember buying that. When did I spend $200? Because our energy goes towards what's coming in and not necessarily what's going out. We know where the trash can is located because it's, it's, it's been in the same spot. That's why we don't want to change it. We don't want to have to mm-hmm. think about something different. We don't want to have to think about the alternative. Because it might just be something that we don't want to see. I'm so glad that you uh, came up with this topic, Tammy, and um, and wanted to have this conversation tonight. To Mary Daddy, and let's I, do it again know, next. Let's let's do it again next week. For those, let's just go to a different phase of it. A pick off, pick up from here. If you if if you game. Um, Let's do that. And I don't know if Tamaria got my text, but I was telling her before we get off to to share the CC America and tell how people tell people how to find it and like it on Instagram and and even well, I guess I say Facebook, but I don't know if she's gotten her Facebook page up and going. But if so, I was saying that maybe she can get on and and tell them how to get there before. Um, and then there was one other thing that that we said on her show that I wanted to because it's such a beautiful picture for the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was listening to another book online, and um, this guy said when the dance, when, when you can't tell the dance from the dancer, and it took me a minute to let that simmer and, and just, just get into my head, but imagine someone dancing in such a way until your mind and your spirit is overwhelmed because the moves are theirs. Like they, that is the dancer. Um, and I, and it also talked about when the athlete, when the uh, athletic person, when, when he can, he's perfected a move to the point where his body has to do nothing. His mind has to do nothing. It just flows. And of course, Michael Jordan came to my mind because I, I do think he's, the I don't know, it's just he seems to do basketball. 
he is basketball. Maybe that's what I can say. When when the game becomes the game, um, the dancer, you can't tell the dance between from the dancer. That's a person who has mastered their art. And I want to master my life that way. I want my life to become my life. I don't, I don't want people to see me different anywhere. I want them to say, King is just King. Her life is hers. You know, although I know my life is not mine, it's not my own, but I want to get to a point of peace where my action, my flow, my day, my thoughts, I own them. Like when I have to pull myself out of my own hell, that's working towards that. So just keep that in mind. When the, Just that one. Forget about the athlete for now. When, when you can't tell the dance from the dancer, they are one. And that's what I want. I want to be one. I want to be who I am around Rodney. I want to be who I am around my mama, my my manager, my my the person I just met. I want to be one with myself. So, thank you, thank you. We'll do this again hopefully next Tuesday. Tammy, I like that title, and I think that you should title next week's show just that: when you can't tell the dance from the dancer. I'm going to let Tamaria uh, give out. <laughs> I, I, I love that title. Uh, I'm going to let Tamaria give out her um, information, and uh, and then I'll play the music. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Timmy, um, again, for the compliment and for just your support. I'm definitely looking forward to supporting you as well. Um, so for um, all of your listeners, um, the podcast that Timmy was on is the CC America podcast, and essentially that stands for Confidence Centers of America. And the goal of the company, um, and also the podcast series, is just to really inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. It has been a dream of mine for quite some time now, so almost ten years, and I've started and stopped, and I'm finally getting a moment during this quarantine, so this has been the blessing for me, is that I'm finally getting a moment to focus on some of the things that I would like to accomplish, one of which is focusing on CC America and getting things off the ground, and essentially the company will be focused on transforming mind, body, and spirit, Um, and the ways in which I plan to do that is through consulting, coaching, and training services. My background is in training and development. Um, but I also have like a group fitness certification um, and quite a few other things that I, I've been working on. So really being able to help people holistically um, become the best versions of themselves. And one of the ways that we're doing that initially is utilizing the podcast as a means of helping people um, change their thinking, the body uh, through online fitness classes, which will be offered soon and then ultimately adding additional training, coaching, and consulting services. Um, so that's CC America. The website is www.ccamericallc.com, and the Instagram page is also ccamericallc, and um, that's where you can find the information. And the podcast is now available on Podbean. It's ccamerica.podbean.com. Um, the podcast is also available via um, Apple Podcasts. So um, I'm working on getting it added to more platforms, but currently it is available on Podbean as well as Apple. 
So thank you, and thanks again for your support, um, both you and Rodney, Tammy. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, and congratulations on moving forward with what you've been wanting to do for a very long time now. So um, that's a good good point because you've been wanting to do it so long, and so there's somebody out there, I'm sure, that has a burning desire for something, and I, I would just say let nothing hold you back, not your age, not where you you are in life now, um, because I'm, I'm sure it's Mary. As you look back, you probably wonder what took me so long. What 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 was it? And sometimes we are we are we are we're our biggest um, whatever setback. So somebody needed to hear that. So thank you to Mary for having me on. Um, I'm proud of you for just going with it, going forward, because um, I know it's a big step for you. But you know, keep it up. You know, never know where this will go and who you will help during the process. Thank you. Absolutely, Tammy. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And, and I have to give Tamaria her props because she has been in a zone these last couple of weeks, and she has done something that she probably needed to do a long time ago, and that is be dedicated and sold out to herself and what she needs to do and what she wants to do. Um, it, I'm glad that <laughs> not not for the situation, but I'm glad that this pan, pandemic has kind of pushed her into that to that spot. Um, I know it's not the ideal situation, but I'm glad that she is taking this time and doing what she has wanted to do for a very long time. So uh, definitely have to give Tamaria a shout out for that and give her her props um, and. And I believe, and I'm hoping that she gets the results that uh, that she is definitely um, deserving of and looking forward to. Until next week's show, which will be titled "When You Can't Tell the Dance from the Dancer," we hope you guys have a blessed week. Stay healthy, stay safe. If you're living in states like Virginia that will be open this weekend. Please, please, please do not abandon the common sense that you've been given. Good night, everybody. It's been a